People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, inviting you to join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear our take as three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can follow us on Facebook. You can reach us with your comments, questions, suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and you can email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. And stay tuned for our long-awaited YouTube channel. And now on with this week's episode. Hello, once again, Brothers Talk family. We welcome you and all first-time listeners wherever you're listening in all around the world. And as usual, we commend you for holding critical thinking conversations to promote activism and uplift people everywhere. You also have our gratitude for helping with the work of encouraging and educating those you interact with as we also look for opportunities to endorse and inspire new and existing Black businesses and individuals for the empowerment and prosperity of the Black community. Your weekly coronavirus awareness alert, because we care, is that the latest spike in new COVID cases is not the only concern, as a significant number of people have reported getting the virus for a second and even a third time around. So the newest vaccines have been approved by the CDC, and they're recommending them for everyone six months and older, as the rising increase in COVID cases across the country linked to the new Parola variant is more infectious than previous strain. They're also recommending vaccinations for other respiratory infections, such as RSV2, pneumonia, and the flu, as this is that time of year. So as always, if you haven't gotten your original vaccination, please do so, because we don't want to lose anyone needlessly to the ongoing scourge. And remember, that wearing a mask in crowds is the best protection in addition to the vaccines because masks prevent infections and transmission of all airborne respiratory infections. Finally, if you're traveling, remember to carry and use plenty of disinfectants to kill all these viruses and bacteria that can keep you out of the hospital or even the morgue. Let's protect ourselves and each other, people. We can and we must do better. And now to my brother in the struggle for critical thinking, Norm. Thanks, Rod. And I just wanted to follow up with what you just uh, told our audience. I've been in several discussions uh, with a few people this past week, and many people seem to believe that we are post-pandemic. Simply because there's no mask mandate and we're beyond any shutdown, they really believe that people still aren't getting sick and dying from this dreaded disease. And I just want to remind everyone just what Rod you know, had just uh, told us here, that we are far from free. From COVID, as I mentioned, you know, people are still dying from this disease every day. So please take care. We can't move forward if we're not healthy. So this week is just me and Norm as uh, Scott's on a uh, temporary hiatus today. So we wanted to talk a little bit about an interesting phenomenon which occurs most blatantly in the sports world because we've had a number of racist owners and general managers who've made statements and who've said things and done things over the years, including uh, opposing the Black Lives Matter movement and going against the players who wanted to kneel and even speaking out on these issues nationally. And it just seems interesting that there are a number of Black people in particular 
who know that these are fronts that are directed particularly at us, and yet they will argue you down that they will still support their team for the right to still support their team because they make excuses like, well, it's just about entertainment. It's just about fun. And it's, 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 it, to me, it, it just seems that as though you're deciding that you will put your social consciousness on the shelf so that you can have some fun. Uh, recently, a couple of years ago, when Chip Kelly was the coach, head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, he did something because I'm a big Philadelphia Eagles football fan, but Chip Kelly did something where he decided to cut Deshaun Jackson, the wide receiver, who he said he had heard that his family had some gang affiliation. And yet Riley Cooper, who was another wide receiver who was white, was videotaped at a concert saying that he'll fight every nigger in the place. That was on the videotape. And so Chip Kelly's response was he cut Deshaun Jackson, who was a much better player and more valuable to the team, but he had Riley Cooper get some anger management treatment and he got even a new contract. So during that time after that happened, I decided I would have nothing to do with the Philadelphia team that would have that kind of head coach because to me, I just couldn't find myself putting my my moral values, my social values, my ethnic values on the shelf. And so you have the same sort of thing that's happening with the Dallas Cowboys where you've got Jerry Jones not only being photographed opposing the Little Rock Nine when he was a teenager, but Jerry Jones has come out and said that none of his players could take a knee for the Black Lives Matter protest. And then Jim Trotter, the the reporter for the NFL Network, who has now filed a a lawsuit alleging racial discrimination against the league, has information where Jerry Jones basically said about Black people in general that if Black players aren't happy, they should buy their own team and then they could hire who they want. So he has a pattern of racism. And yet, it's never ceases to amaze me that even after you bring this to black people's attention, that they just shrug it off and they try to make excuses like, well, everybody does it. Or and and it's like, well, unless you can prove everybody does it, you know, just trying to lay that off on there it just seems like a way to try to excuse your your complicity in your own oppression. So that's just one of the things that just comes up with, like I said, it's very blatant in sports. So you, what are your thoughts, Norm? Well, Rod, I definitely agree with you 100% there. But I think it goes way beyond sports into other, um, you know, institutions as well. Politics, um, retail clothing. I mean, you name it, you know, we have racist designers. I mean, Timberland, Timberland came out and said they did not want African-Americans buying their boots because it became popular in the hip-hop community. You know, like you mentioned, sports, how about a political? The, the Democratic Party, just as racist as the Republican Party, but we're going to support them to the hill. You know, it, it goes way beyond that. And the disheartening thing is, like we always say in our community, white supremacy couldn't exist without our cooperation. We are the biggest supporters 
of white supremacy. I, I'm simply going to say that if we are cognizant and, and aware of what we're doing and who and what we're supporting, you know, there wouldn't be an issue, in my opinion. And so we have to ask the question, though, and I think what we're raising as a point is how do people allow themselves to find uh, more allegiance to brand names, to sports teams, to entities that are not looking out for our own best interests. And unlike, you know, when we talk about uh, a lot of white people who support racist entities because it, in essence, ends up they would rather allow the racism of white supremacy, even though it doesn't necessarily benefit them, they can find themselves supporting those causes that they believe are focused on whiteness, even though it means they lose from the economic standpoint. But for us as a people, it's just a big question that I can't quite figure out that even when, as I said, when you bring it to your attention, because first of all, it's not always widely known. So I can certainly recognize like I, when they had the situation with the Buffalo Bills owner, you know, who Pagula, who actually, again, in Jim Trotter's lawsuit, he has information about Pagula actually saying something to the effect that if blacks here are unhappy, they should see what how the blacks in Africa have it, which, you know, is one of the oldest tropes that's ever been said. And so that had passed by me. I don't know if I had even heard that in passing, but certainly black Buffalo Bills fans, if they had not been aware of that, you might understand why they could continue to support the team. But once you're making them aware of it, then it's like, what is there that allows you to put your values on the shelf in order to feel good about just pulling for rooting for a, a team? And so I, to me, it just seems like a, a dichotomy that I can't wrap my mind around that. If I feel like you don't like me as a person because of my skin color, then I certainly cannot put any dollars in your pocket, you know, and the, and the Dallas Cowboys are now considered the most valuable franchise in the world at $9 billion. And it is no secret to me that probably the majority of their fan base is black, especially when you look around and see who's wearing all the Dallas Cowboy gear. And so it's just uh, another one of those things that's hard to fathom, just like you said with the Timberland and I think Tommy Hilfiger figure came out and said something similar. And, and so the democratic party thing is a little more interesting to me because when you have a Democratic Party versus a Republican Party, I don't know if you really have, it's like the evil of two lessers. And so not supporting the Democratic Party would inevitably mean that you would allow the Republicans to gain even more power. And so that's that's a little bit more troublesome because, as you said, the Democrats don't necessarily have our best interests at heart, but they talk a good game as if they do. But we certainly can see the abject and obvious racism in the Republicans. Well, definitely true, Rod. Um, and and to, to respond, I think our people, you know, many of our people are just really way too comfortable. You know, we don't have the Jim Crow era. We didn't really live through that era with the racism directly in your face 
and the no blacks, whites only signs, what have you. We didn't have that, you know, to deal with today. So I think they're comfortable with the level of racism that, and white supremacy that we're dealing with today. And unfortunately, they don't want to stand up and address it because they're enjoying better times than, than, our, than our parents and forefathers. That's just my opinion. But, you know, in order to make things better for our children, we have to actually address these issues that we're having today. And unfortunately, we have to teach our young people how to address them. And we have failed in that regard totally because we have a, a, a brainwashed generation that basically is walking around thinking that things are better when they're, you know, pretty much the same. You know, that's a great point, Norm, because uh, you certainly put your finger on something that I hadn't really considered per se, which is the comfort level of so many people today, because it seems as though racism has become so prevalent that people have effectively, especially black and brown people, have resorted to the notion of, well, unless it hits me personally, then I'm willing to ignore it, even though, yeah, I know it's out there because there's not a black person. And I think that includes even the Candace Owens and Tim Scott. They can say what they want to, but I know in their heart of hearts, they know that this is a racist nation. And so even though they're out there saying that there's not a black person in this country who really doesn't believe that racism exists and that this is a racist country. But to your point, when people are allowed to think about their own personal situation and and act as though, well, it hasn't really come up on my doorstep or hasn't come into my house. And even that, I think, is a bit of uh, denial because they can see it all around them and they just try to effectively practice a form of intentional dissonance even when they see it because it's like, well, if it doesn't hurt too bad, then let's just ignore it. But you made a great point also talking about that we have to be willing to recognize that our not taking a stand and doing something about it means that our kids are going to be victimized by it. And that, to me, is sinful. You mentioned something, Rod, in regards to how it just may not affect someone, so they may be comfortable with the status quo. And that reminded me of Emmett Till's mother, who had a good job, a nice apartment. She wasn't really concerned about the civil rights movement or anything having to pertaining to the liberation of black people until her son was murdered, you know? And, and unfortunately, you know, I hate to use that as an example, but that it's ridiculous that we have to get to the point where we have a tragedy to wake us up from something that we see every day in this country. And, and it's really sad. And you mentioned the sports teams. What's really sad about that is you have the NFL, literally, that have been fighting for black head coaches for decades now. And we have a league that's two-thirds black, and you would never hear a player mention anything about that issue. But that's really sad, Rod. Yeah, that certainly goes right to the heart of it, that you have players – over the last 60 years, as the league itself has been 70% or more, the NFL, black, and a even higher number in the NBA. And so where are the players who are looking at not only their current situation, 
but looking at the players who came before them and saying, you know what, these guys need to not only be coaches, but they need to be general managers. They need to be owners. They need to be putting out their power to say that, look, we're not going to just continue to be the hired help for you because we are the product. And without us, you don't have anything that you can get these billions of dollars from the networks. And so until we get a, a better stake, until we get a fair share of having some power in these conversations, we're just not going to allow you to continue to exploit us. Because as you say, we've seen this situation happen over the years, and we certainly need more of those people who are the most directly affected to actually step up and make a point. And that goes back to the Democratic Party again, is that how do we continue to go for the okie doke? And you know, we've been on the Congressional Black Caucus incessantly because we should, because we recognize that they every time you look up, the most important thing that you see the Black Caucus doing is having another gala, another celebration. And I'm asking myself, what are you really celebrating? Because all you're really doing is enriching those same hotels and convention centers that you do not own. And they look forward to you coming in there. But it, you never think about the fact that that money that you're spending, which amounts to millions of dollars on gowns and 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 entertainment, could be better spent in the communities of a lot of those elected officials. But what we end up with is a feckless and ineffective group of Congress people who are basically ignored when there's so much and so many issues that need to be addressed in our communities. So it's like we're just complicit in our own oppression and downfall. And that means we need to demand more out of them too. So it's not just looking at these owners and brands, but we really need to be holding more of our quote unquote leadership's feet to the fire. And uh, unfortunately you're right. You know, we have terrible leadership. We have leadership that really doesn't even answer to us. They actually answer to the white power structure. And, and I think that's the biggest problem. And we, and we haven't held them accountable because we're too, again, too comfortable. And we're at this point strictly appeased by seeing a black face in a high place. That's where we are, Rod. So there you have it. There's our take on it. We certainly want to hear what you think. So be sure to make your opinions known and be sure to have these conversations within your own circles. In our Black Business Spotlight this week, meet Roby R. Smith, a native of Southside of Chicago and the CEO of RB Premium Products, which produces the popular bug spray product called Bug Strike. Her product is the first and only woman-owned pest control product to grace the shelves of Home Depot stores. In 2016, she decided to enter the pest control industry after encouragement of her father, who had been a pest control technician in Chicago for decades. She took the extermination exam and passed it, and then she founded RB Pest Solutions, and her passion for pest control was ignited. Over seven years, RB Pest Solutions has become the fastest-growing pest control company in the Midwest, securing government, city, commercial, 
restaurant and facilities contracts. They're expanding beyond Chicago into Indiana and planning a third location in the city. This achievement made her the only Black woman-owned product on Home Depot shelves, and it's even gained recognition at the BET Awards. Learn more about their products and services via their official website at therbpremiumproducts.com. That's a wrap for this show. And remember, you can share your thoughts with us and follow and communicate with us by sending your comments as well as your questions and show ideas to The Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. As always, God willing, we'll continue to keep our focus on the issues that impact our community on the path to a better future. Until our next episode, know that we sincerely appreciate your time and interest and rest assured that we'll never take it or you for granted. And finally, let's all do better today because that's all we really have.